Hello, hello, this is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. All right, all right. This is Tracy Harrell. This is my first show of 2020. Whoop, whoop. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited. Literally, we had sports interruptions. I love women's sports, so go UW women's basketball. But they interrupted our last show and our first show, so I'm super excited about today. What we're going to provide to guests today is we're going to crack the code to change and long-term transformation. It's exciting. We're going to actually bring you actionable steps and insights on how to accomplish anything you want to accomplish. Now, I've been doing that. That's what my show is all about. I always bring people in, but today I am super excited because now not only am I a coach, I'm being coached. It's super exciting. And so what Danielle, my my guest, is going to, to talk about today is good decisions. Because as you know, every change you want to make is based on good decisions. So uh, can you introduce yourself, madam? I would love to. <laughs> My name is Danielle Brooks, and I'm an author. I'm a nutritional therapist practitioner, clinical herbalist, and I've owned a wellness center here in Seattle for 25 years now. And and, and I've been to the uh, Lake Washington Wellness is is the name of the place that she owned. You're now free from. I am. (laughs) Finally free. Yes, I'm finally free. (laughs) Woohoo! Yes, I just sold the the business this year. And uh, one of the things that I special on I specialize in with my nutritional therapy practice is helping people overcome emotional eating, and I teach people how to eat intuitively. So I'm getting ready to embark on a new journey and become a teacher of teachers. A teacher of teachers. And guess who's going to be one of her teachers? Yes. (laughs) That's Tracy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is... this, This does turn into a podcast, but if you're listening on a podcast... We absolutely recommend that you always go onto YouTube and find the video version of this this production. The people are amazing. She's gorgeous. And we have all kind of shenanigans in the room. So You're very sweet. <laughs> so really, we're going to talk about good decisions. And again, this if you have any goal that you want to accomplish, anything that you want to, in any, any overall objective that you have been trying to not do, like, so if you're eating too much chocolate. Is there such a thing? I don't know. I think it is. <laughs> Let's just say there can be. Drinking too much wine. If you're indulging in too many sugary snacks and you really know you shouldn't. Or if there's some things you haven't done. What we're going to talk about today is how can you break those habits? How can you make good decisions? Most of the time. I love the title of your book. Let's talk about this. Mike, where do I hold this up for them to see it? Is that a good place? Can you zoom in on it? He's giving me a no. Well, there you go. So he can't zoom in on it at the moment, but this is the book. It's called Good Decisions. Most of the time. Because life is too short not to eat chocolate. Can you say it one more time? 
good decisions most of the time because life is too short not to eat chocolate. I love that. I think Mike is now going to, oh, I have to elevate it, and I think Mike is going to officially try to zoom in on it. (laughs) We hope. Tell us about this book. What was the, what was your... Uh, well, I had um, inspiration for writing the book. Yeah, the inspiration I um, someone asked me, uh, what would you do if you could do anything? And I said, oh, I would write a book. And as soon as I said it, I knew that that was just something that I wanted to do. So mm. I found a writing coach and started on my journey. And basically everything in the book is everything that I wanted to know about nutrition. So after I became a nutri- nutritional therapist practitioner, it was everything that I had learned, everything that I wanted to learn, and it was kind of like my own favorite little desk reference. It's but huge. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. Mike is got... not zooming. I'm looking at the camera, and it looks like he, you did, oh, you yeah. did already. Oh, okay, sorry. It. So he did. Awesome. I'm like, Mike is not zooming. So he zoomed in on it already, which is mm-hmm. amazing. Now I can flip through it, people. It's amazing. It is, it is an encyclopedia of amazing insight. Well, and I think the thing that, that really separates it from most nutritional uh, books on nutrition is that this has recipes, it's got nutritional nuggets, but each chapter ends with a little uh, section on the psychology of food because that was my biggest hitch yes. was, you know, I knew what I needed to do. I just needed to do it. And I literally... <laughs> did you hear that, people? <laughs> you, my, did you hear what she just said? So we're not actually going to be talking about the nutrition aspect of this book. We're going to do some subsequent sessions. For the next how many weeks? Uh, well, seven weeks. For the next seven weeks, at the end of my future shows, Danielle has committed to be my coach. Because I've talked about, wait, I've weighed in live on the show at a whopping 299 pounds. <laughs> it's insane. I have. And, and, I, and, I've, and I've invested in the concept, but I have not taken, like, sliced out a time of my own show to talk about this journey. So I can coach you on a number of different things being courageous, being confident, achieving your dreams, being intentional. But I kind of save this one little area for myself, right? I really, really enjoy eating what I want when I want. I remember I called these my success sex mm-hmm. <laughs> because sex success for me growing up was being able to eat what I want whenever I want it. And I realized that's, you know, not going to help me accrue to my current goals. Well, actually, if you yes. if you look at intuitive eating, you actually yes. can eat whatever you want when you I want, know, that's as long as it. you're staying within the guidelines of listening to your body, because mm. the body will tell you. You know, you, if you that. ask the question, "Am I hungry?" and if the answer is yes, go, baby. I, I love this. So, yeah. what you guys are going to get today is super exciting. She has a program called Finally Free, and it does have a lens of food. We're going to pull out all of those aspects from the book and you call it the psychology of food but it's really the psychology of change well yes what I what I do now is is it's not really even the psychology of change it's interrupting those negative thoughts Mm, those limiting beliefs those untrue stories that we've told about ourselves and really you know discovering who we are and once we discover Mm. who we are we don't need to feed soothe or avoid anything did you hear that did did you hear what she just said it's really about changing your thoughts. So this show for me has been my ministry. It's actually been how I know we can change anything we want in life. I call it the ministry of the mind, right? Using your thoughts. Thoughts become things, right? That's old school Wayne Dyer. Right? Oh, absolutely. We so know this to be we true. We know yeah. this to be true. So when I say we use, we use um, technology, community, and positive psychology to help good people do great things— I mean, we take all of this, these, these ageless wisdom 
around change and now we're applying it to real world examples and she's a real woman who had this struggle and created an opportunity for us to change and so i'm super excited me too awesome so we're gonna now what i have in front of me is a some workshops she has a seven-week workshop and i'm actually accelerating we're looking at week three right now because she's talking about in this particular one um the elements associated with being finally free. So when we, I know I'm, I'm up to, the, I think it's week three, the six human needs. Yeah. So oftentimes there's a reason why we don't do what we know we should do. Yeah, there's inner conflict. Inner conflict. So the first, the first radio show that I did for two years was called Our Journey, Our Dreams, The Art and Science of Being Aware and Getting There. So you can be aware and never get there. Right. I'm aware that I need to use 100 pounds, lose 100 pounds. I haven't gotten there yet Mm -hmm. with Danielle's help. Guess what's going to happen in 2020, baby? Hey, (laughs) (laughs) I've already lost six and I'm not trying. I'm not focusing on the weight being lost. I'm actually focusing on making good decisions most of the time. I'm finally free or I'm getting there. I'd say I'm not quite there. It's a journey. There you go. It's a journey. (laughs) It's a journey. And guess what? Did I tell you I renamed uh, book number three? It's now called Loving Our Journey, Living Our Dreams. Mm, That's beautiful. Right. How to tap into your inner superhero. And so the principles that I've written about in book one and book two, um, this concept of a bigger than me moment, right? You actually talk about something similar. When I talk about tapping into your inner superhero, you talk about your inner. Your inner warrior. Yeah. We tapped into, and and it's it's a huge part because. You know, when you're trying to make a change Mm -hmm. um, for lifestyle, you know, you want to get healthier, you want to do all these things, you want to feel lighter, you want to feel more energetic. um, And there is some kind of an inner conflict. Maybe you're using food to meet, you know, one of your emotional needs. Maybe you're eating out of boredom. Um, Oftentimes, identifying it as step number one. But step number two requires that you Mm -hmm. dig deep into your inner inner power so that you can step through that. You can can move through it. So it's really important. It's awesome. So what I loved about this and the reason I want to be a little bit pragmatic because I get really excited about this topic and I love so much about this. So I kind of highlighted some things we're going to go through. When I started going through your workshop, you talked about the six human needs, but you start with the eight steps of lasting change. Now, why is it important to think about lasting change as opposed to just doing something? Your eight steps of lasting change are amazing. So can we talk about how, how you're going to empower people, how we can empower people today with these ideals around lasting change? Yeah, 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 yeah. So how many, how many times have you tried to lose weight unsuccessfully? Uh, tried more than I could count. Okay. Yeah. But how many times have you actually lost the weight? Uh, I've lost some weight once or twice. Okay. I, I haven't stayed focused long enough to really do the things that I should do to make that happen. So you know that you can lose weight, right? I, I do. Yeah. So it's the lifestyle mm-hmm. that makes it important. It's maintaining yes. those gains. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the eight steps to lasting change are uh, steps that I've taught the instructors who teach the Finally Free workshops mm-hmm. how to engage with the clients to make sure that they're moving through the six phases of change. Mm. And so I think the first one is um, seeking to understand the participants 
where they're at on their journey. Mm-hmm. So when I work with you, I'm seeking mm-hmm. to understand where are you yes. at? You know, what right. what have you done? And right. I'm wanting to, to bond with you. Yes. So that you are able to open up and flower and become vulnerable to share those deep reasons yes. why you know, you might be eating when you're not hungry. Right. Yeah. And, and again, this is for any change. This is for anything you're trying to do. If you tr- if you drink a little too much, and I, it's not my thing, mm-hmm. right? But I know some women might come home and they want to have one glass of wine just to kind of decompress. It turns into two and it turns into a bottle of wine or whatever, right? Maybe you want to be a better parent. Maybe you want to, whatever that those things are that you want to do, oftentimes we soothe with something. Yeah. Maybe you're smoking, maybe you're drinking, you know, there's these things, maybe you're watching television. Be, be clear that there's some soothing that happens. There's some binging that happens with television and video games and like using your time or investing in something that is not accruing to your long-term goals. All mm-hmm. of those things. And if any of those things resonate, right, you're going to get some, some insights today. Yeah. So seeking to understand why is it that you're eating? Why right. is it that you're eating when you're not hungry? Or, or let's just use it more generically. Why are mm-hmm. you doing anything? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, you, so she's going to help me stay focused on eating. I'm going to make sure you all understand that this is bigger than that. That good decisions, making good decisions, and understanding understanding the psychology of making good decisions is what we all need to do. It's very exciting. So not only are you helping others to understand each other, I think there's a real big piece around helping us understand ourselves. There's a lot of inner work that's happening in this workshop. Oh, absolutely. Because when you ask the question, am I hungry? And the answer is no but yet you feel compelled mm. to eat anyway. It's an opportunity to ask, well, what is it that I'm really hungry for, mm. right? Yes. Am I bored and I just want more right. excitement from life? Am I feeling insecure and I need to soothe myself? Am I wanting to connect with myself? Right. You know, there's, um, am I wanting variety? You know, there's so many different mm-hmm. ways that we, we do that. So it's Food, to me, is really the gateway to what we really hunger for in life. And so when we become aware of what we're trying to feed, soothe, or avoid, Mm. we can meet those needs in more fulfilling ways. I love it. I love it. I love it. So your number one step to lasting change is seeking to understand yourself and others. Mm -hmm. Number two is set up the environment for success. And this is like about preparation, correct? Yeah. Well, this is not only about preparation. So it's basically shopping every week to make sure that your home is set Mm. up with, you know, healthy, nourishing foods that that are going to nourish you, that are are enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Another aspect of setting your environment up for success is making sure that your friends and your family are supportive. Mm. And if they're not supportive, what do we need to do to get them on board? And so it's a series of steps on how um, people can really engage with those around them in, mm-hmm. in ways to elicit their support. I love it. Support. And what I also love coming off this uh, overview is, yes, you you set up an environment where we want to get the people in, a, in our space on board. Mm-hmm. But I love how you quickly go to, and if they're not, the only person that really needs to be on board is you. Yes. So let's focus on you and your yeah. inner strength. And so I'm so excited yeah. about that because – any change that you want to accomplish, I call it tapping into your inner superhero. She calls it tapping, in, tapping into your, your inner warrior. And we're going to get to that. But it's really about you deciding you're going to do a thing and then doing it. And, and, and basically, it's in the doing in that moment, making a good decision in that moment where the change happens. Yeah. And you just keep doing it over and over. The power of habit, right? Yeah. And being aware of the things that might be getting in the way. So if an unsupportive partner might be one of those things that gets in the way, mm-hmm. Then you got to tap into that inner warrior and know that you know what there is only one person in the world mm. that needs to believe in you and that is you. All right, yeah. now yeah. I love it. Partners adapt. 
They do. <laughs> they do. You're right. <laughs> Number three of the eight steps of lasting change is you have redefined the problem in a solvable way. Yes. When it comes to um, changing the way that we eat, you know, it's one of the most common stories that we tell ourselves is that I can't. Mm. Right. It's a belief that we have. You know, I can't. I've tried it before. I've done this and I've done that. Mm -hmm. Well, oftentimes that's not the case. So redefining the problem. The problem isn't that you can't lose weight or get healthier Mm -hmm. or become this better version of yourself. The problem is that you've maybe used food to meet your emotional needs. So to solve this problem, let's Mm -hmm. find more fulfilling ways to meet those needs, things that fulfill your life and make you happy. And I love that part of this more than anything. I mean, we all know, I'll go back to the research that I have in my book as well. That's why I love this conversation because you're talking about food and I'm talking about changing anything, right? With a bigger than me moment is how you change anything. And so she's talking about the power of of habit how do you change a habit you you interrupt the cycle right there's a trigger yep there's a reward and you decide what that routine is going to be in the middle and you're basically saying throughout the whole process you talk about these what word did you use uh well it's the rewarding well, no, it's re- it's taking the neural pathways of the brain. Yes. So when you're breaking the habits and patterns, yes. the brain will naturally want you to go back to old habits because it's what it's... Um, fulfilling alternatives. Oh, fulfilling, fulfilling alternatives, alternatives is mm. the word that she uses. But yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, you go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we'll move. There's so much to cover. Um, and we're going to have her back again for 15 minutes at the end of every show for the next seven weeks. And then monthly after that. So you said it's a 12... Well, it's it's a program. year program, yeah. So month program, so weekly for seven weeks, and then once a month, once a month. So we're gonna make sure this journey. I have a coach now. Woohoo! <laughs> so I can't. And what I loved about this so much is, as I was talking, thinking about, and reading about the the the, the six human needs, I realized that I like helping others more than I apparently like helping myself. Mm-hmm. So I would have a show and I'd have guests on. I have like a year's backlog of guests that I could have on this show. And so I kind of let the spirit tell me who to have on at which particular time. But for some reason, you know, without a coach and some accountability partner to say, oh, by the way, remember 15 minutes and no matter who you have on, do your thing. But for 15 minutes of every show, we're going to be meeting weekly for the next seven weeks and then connecting after that. And I'm going to evolve and change. And so that's what's super exciting for me because I can I need help. We all do. So I can help you again in certain ways. But now we're going to be more accountable in a way that I'm super excited about. Well, and it's fun because it's collaborative. Totally. Absolutely. Okay. So eight steps for lasting change. Seek to understand. Set up the environment for success. Redefine the problem in a solvable way. Show the entire journey. I love this one. I'm a project manager, so I always talk about visualization, having clear goals, and starting with the end in mind. So tell us how you do this in your workshops. Um, well, it's it's really letting the individual know that, you know, uh, lifestyle change isn't something that is a seven-week journey. It's mm. something that really right. requires um, little steps over time that build up. So mm-hmm. after the seven weeks of the, the weekly workshops, we go into the monthly maintenance workshops. Mm-hmm. And every single workshop is designed to... Um, really interrupt the negative thoughts, the limiting beliefs, and the untrue stories that we tell about Mm. ourselves. And showing the journey is really all about letting the participant know that with each workshop, with each um, workbook that they complete, with each 
uh, strategy that they implement. They get one step close, closer and one step closer until all of a sudden, eventually, over time, they do, you know, get spit out at the other end feeling <laughs> that they're at peace with food in their body. It's, it can happen. It's there. I, it just I, takes time. Showing the entire journey is step number four. Number five, which is really, I think, the most important for sustainability is, you said, interrupting the limiting beliefs. Yeah, big. It's, this might be the most complex of the six steps to lasting change because I could have an idea. I could literally have an idea and be so committed today, and then I get distracted with the pre, again, going back to some research, we know that your brain has these neural pathways that are basically programmed. You drive home subconsciously sometimes because it's just programmed. Your brain kind of goes down these subconscious pathways. And so this is about interrupting limiting beliefs. It's about actually changing your brain pathways. And your beliefs. Um, you know, one of the most common beliefs that we have is that, you know, uh, in society, we, we think that we're unworthy, that we're not good enough, that we're not lovable. And it's just, it's you know, I know that I can't swear on here, but it's a crazy baloney belief. Baloney. Baloney belief. Baloney. It's a baloney belief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. A baloney yeah, belief. Yeah, it's a baloney belief. Yeah, it's just not true. It. Yeah. And I love so it. So rocket launching that one is, is definitely dispersed around well, the workshops. There's so much to cover. I'm definitely going to have yep. to have you back on for more than 15 minutes. But we're going to actually do some videos as well, deeper videos with um, Danny, Danielle, that we will put on the my website as well. So it's all biggerthanme.com. We're going to build out some space. We have someone working on Michael Harding, who was on my show previously. He's actually helping me build out uh, my own YouTube channel as well. So there's only one Sunday for one hour per week that we can come in here, but there's so much more we have to share. So what we're going to be doing is adding more time with Danny, getting into more of this content. Um, we're going to move through these, the, the next few of these, and then we're going to get into um, more of the content. Okay. Is that okay? okay Sounds perfect. great. So um, after you interrupt these limiting beliefs, and this could happen in any order, mm-hmm. right? Shifting your focus and creating these fulfilling alternatives. Let's talk about shifting your focus and creating fulfilling alternatives. Yeah. So shifting your focus is so oftentimes we get focused on what may not be going right in our lives. We focus on um, maybe it's hard or maybe it's difficult or maybe I don't want to or maybe it's not enjoyable. And our focus is is typically on what's difficult or what's hard. And so what we do is we work to teach the um, uh, person how Mm -hmm. to shift their focus to possibilities. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? I know what I'm doing. I've got this. Yeah. I'm working towards it. Yeah. I'm good. I've got this. I'm on my way. Yeah. So we're shifting them from um, uh, lower vibrational energy states to higher vibrational energy states. Positive energy. So you're choosing the positive. And this is really important because this is where we put control. A lot of people think that they don't have control over how they Mm. feel and they do. Mm. And so we we teach a strategy called the shift and that basically teaches an individual how to shift from those low energy vibrations to a higher energy vibration. First of all, I love this. And the reason, again, this is so perfect. Both of us, you know, my, my TED Talk that I'm working on right now, again, super excited about it, right? Our journey, loving our journey and living our dreams. And it's so much of these similar topics, not in this way, but when you talk about interrupting limiting beliefs, we both provide specific tasks. So let me throw one in real quick. When you are um, helping, asking others to, to interrupt limiting beliefs, what do you tell them to do? If they're let me maybe maybe this is more about the actions, or maybe this is shifting your focus and creating these fulfilling alternatives. How do you um, 
encourage people to tap into their inner warrior? Oh, well, we create an inner warrior. We sit down and we do a, a session where we guide the individual to a power stance and we have them hold their chest open and we have them pull their chin up and we have them breathe deeply yes. and we have them actually experience their power and then mm. we have them come up with a power phrase mm-hmm. my my power phrase is i am danny and i am free to be do or have anything that i desire all right now there do you I do go. it Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm looking at the camera so i see that we 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 can't stand up because yeah. the cameras are too but we'll 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 have that on the other video we'll have some so we'll, we'll demonstrate the power moves and what I love about this is it's tapping into your inner warrior. I call it tapping into your inner superhero. It's really about, again, understanding superheroes. I mean, they all, you know, have a a moment where they just dash into action. Mm-hmm. They leap into action. When there is a need, we know, we have an inner knowing when there's a need. So if this related to food, I've been doing this for the last month, which is why without really changing anything, um, I can tell you that I feel so much better about my ability to change things. When I, if, if I come across something in my house that I haven't cleared away, for example, or if I make a decision when I'm out, my inner superhero says, taste it. And when you're done, when my inner body says, I'm good, I'm done, that three, those three tastes were enough, I throw it away as fast as I can. It's like, oh, no, you're out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tapping into my inner superhero. Like, that's someone other than than myself who would be happy to just save it for another day or, you know, right? You do a thing that you know is the right thing for you to accrue to your goal. That's that's how you tap into your inner superhero. That's how you tap into your inner warrior. That's how you change. You just do the things. And you do what you know you should do immediately. And that goes into uh, the last of the um, of the the eight yes. uh, phases is the practice new ways of being. Yes. The more that you can tap into your inner warrior, the more you can practice um, yes. the habits and the patterns and doing the things that you want to do. Literally, what you do, what you're doing is you're leaving old aspects of your personality behind, yes. and you're stepping into these beautiful new aspects of who you already are. You're just pulling them out. And so the more you can practice new ways of being, yes. the more comfortable it gets, the more those habits yes. get uh, ingrained and you're, you're, the more your mind starts going, oh, wait a minute, she's not doing those old things anymore. She's doing these new things. So this must be who she is now. Exactly. This is the new me. I love it. When you talked about the stance, the inner warrior, there's, again, my book probably references 40 other books. One of them is the presence. It will reference your book now because there's are some amazing <laughs> concepts as well. But there's a book called The Presence, and it's, it is about, you know, you, you just stand in your power. But then that's a mind shift. But then we're talking about the action shift. We're talking about taking an action that is different than what you would have done. Yeah. It feels so good. And then The Power of Habit talks about you have to do that repetitively. And then, you re, you're, then you're reprogramming your brain. Because yeah. your brain is saying, like you said, now this is who she is. She's a healthy eater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, she and likes the, broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I like broccoli. Well, no, that doesn't really quite <laughs> okay. work out. But when you do do the the intuitive eating, yes. that's where it becomes beautiful mm. because you're tapping yes. into your own inner guidance. Yes, and you don't even have to ask the question. You know, what am I going to eat? Or, you know, your your yes. body will tell you your inner guidance if you quiet the mind mm. and you listen. Yes. Your inner knowing, your inner guidance, your intuition will tell you. It is. It will. It, it is so 
true. When you when you can when you can actually tap into what you know, what you feel. Oprah's book, um, her latest book, when she talks about you know being on the you know on your right path. Um, but most books, I mean, Deepak Chopra, they all talk about these same concepts because they're true, right? Mm-hmm. We know. Our bodies know, like our stomach is more intelligent. You know, they talk about the intelligence of the the, the gut, you know, and your brain. Like, the, you know when something's right or wrong. You know that you know. You know that you know that you know what to do. We're just saying when you know that thing, don't be in such a habit like we all are of washing that thing away, pushing it to the side, second guessing, asking questions, you know, right? Like today I'm going to be amazing, period. Not if and but, right? You and I had a conversation and you said when people, you know, wake up in the morning, they're, they're, they're ready to be their best selves. They, they, they're ready to tackle, you know, whatever challenges come up. But then we talk ourselves out of it. Right? Right. And I'm like, what, what is the lady's name? Mel Robbins, I think it is. I love her. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a TED Talk junkie, which is why I've written seven already. And I'm kind of refining one right now, my first one right now. But Mel Robbins talks about, you know, when you programming the mind and when you want to do a thing, she said, you know, you have to do a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. And I love Mel. And I started that concept many, many moons ago. I think when I first saw her. But that's too long. Yeah. I can't. Mel, just for some people's brains like my own. Five seconds is 4.5 seconds too long. <laughs> which like, which probably means that, that that might be worth practicing for you. Just a little. Well, well, no. <laughs> so that's how I create well, a bigger than me moment. Well, and the, Because I don't need five. Like in, 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 a, in a fraction of a second, I know right or wrong, and I just do it. Yeah. Like I have to just do it. That's a bigger than me moment. That's when you tap into your inner superhero. Superheroes don't wait five seconds when they see a building falling or they see something happening. They leap into action immediately. That's my secret to success, people. Think about that. Try it immediately. Find your inner superhero. Think about, visualize all the powers that you want to have. Visualize what you want to accomplish and know that you know that it is in you to do that thing. And when it's the, the, the fraction of a second that you have a thought, leap into action. Just do it or just don't do it. Right. If it's a piece of chocolate, just don't have it. Crumble it up and put it in the trash. That's your that's you tapping into your inner superhero. Well, well, I I would add because the 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 mind can be very, very sneaky. So you might you might say that, you know, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. you know, if that chocolate bar is sitting right there. You know, that little devil can hop on your shoulder and go, 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 no, just eat the chocolate, just eat the chocolate, <laughs> right? So there's a chaos and there's a compulsion to I it. I love those two and, words. And when, when you can pause, like what Mel Robbins is, yes. is saying, um, and it doesn't have to be five seconds, but if you can take a deep breath, yes. pause, yes, and you can shift from the chaos of your thinking mind into the truth of your inner knowing. And that's yes. that intuition and that's what yes. you're talking. Thank you very then much. Then you can operate from a space of, of your inner knowing and your own inner truth and, you know, intuition. So that, that is very true. I actually have a technique in my book that I call the four by four bigger than me moment. And it's, it, I, I, it's funny because someone actually had it in a movie that I was watching recently. So it's pretty hilarious, but it is a pause and it's breathing. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that book number one when it talks about the um, the prefrontal cortex. Like when you're jonesing for a thing, right? It's like the fight or flight that happens in our brains, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And, and instead of responding with that in chaos or some responding to some compulsion, it's about pausing, stopping, 
And for me, it's about breathing. So four breaths, four, four counts in, four counts out, and you do that four times. That, by definition, I talk about research, it is proven that when you pause and breathe, because, mm-hmm. again, before the, sometimes you could just leap into action. Other times, you need a moment. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So thank you for that. Yeah, so there, there, there are times, thank you very much, mm-hmm. when you just need a moment. I just got I need a moment. Try my four by four breathing, bigger than me moment, where you basically breathe. One, two, three, four, out. And you do that four times. It is scientifically proven you bring the power back to your prefrontal cortex. The, the what is it called? The amygdala? Amygdala. Mm-hmm. Is where that fight or flight thing happens. The, the reasoning, the logic all happens in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. And so just by stopping and breathing, it is scientifically proven that you bring control back to your prefrontal cortex. Yeah. Well, and the, what's really cool about the pre, yeah. pre, prefrontal cortex yeah. is that the more you do it, there's a center in that cortex mm. that's responsible for self-governing. And I love that you so, use that word. Tell yeah. me more about that as a part of this finally free, good decisions yeah, process. well, self-governing. Yeah, that's just the ability to be in control of of your what you want that's congruent mm-hmm. with where you know where you want to go. I and so basically it's um self-governing is all about uh making the decision, this is what I want and then taking the action steps to get it. And of course, it's difficult sometimes. You know, we come up against that little devil that says, "No, start tomorrow." Oh, come on! You just have a little bit left on your plate. Yes. Oh, you didn't really want to do that anyway, right? Right. But when you push past that and you can move through that, you develop your muscle, and I then all of a sudden it. you feel good about that, and then you do it again, and you get a little bit stronger, and you get a little bit stronger. And I love sometimes that. we fall on our face. The secret is getting back up and just keep trying and just keep Mm. going. And eventually you get there. That's showing the entire journey, right? If you keep going, you keep trying, you're reprogramming yourself, you can get there. I love it. What I have to say for the listening audience as well, or for the viewing audience, this woman is amazing. There's there's a book and there's a workshop and we're we're, we're a few pages in. So clearly we're going to have to come back and clearly we're going to direct you to it's all bigger than me.com when we get some videos out there. Um, to talk more about this, but I did want to say just as a little disclaimer, right? You are not a trained counselor, psychologist, or mental health professional. No, no. Right? So no. in no and in, in no way are you um, assessing, diagnosing, or treating psychological problems. We actually love the idea of mental health counselors and specialists. So we absolutely recommend yes. that if anyone is having some psychological, mental problems, challenges, we absolutely recommend support hugely the concept of getting mental health through a certified professional. Absolutely. We, we love them. Dr. Tart, yeah. I have several that have been on the show. Uh, Dr. Jerry Bird Tart is one of the, that's, that's actually part of the, the contributing writers for my book. So we, we, we um, are changing things. We're helping individuals make good decisions. Most Empowering you. Say that again. Most of the time. Helping <laughs> individuals make good decisions. Most of the time. I love that. Do you love that? <laughs> and what I love about your program, we got to go. I got to keep okay. moving. Oh, okay. my God. Um, so emphasizing this concept of fulfilling alternatives is really, really important. But I'm going to go on to week one. We're going to do like a little review. We're, we're a little bit more than halfway into the show. So in week one, um, you talk about this no sugar challenge, which I've actually been on for about 10 days now. I feel amazing. Wonderful. I feel amazing. But what I thought about the the process was I really 
thank God I was writing the other book and we've written two other books because the principles of the pausing and the tapping into my inner superhero, they all help. And you have them as chapter two and three. So we're going to talk about week one and then week two. And then we're going to go into week three, a little deeper on week three, because I think that's like a really important nugget for individuals to move forward. And then we're going to let you kind of continue to close things out. So in week one, there's a no sugar challenge. Give us the quick overview of what is the No Sugar Challenge. Uh, The No Sugar Challenge is something that we do to help get people out of the cycle of sugar addiction fairly quickly. Oftentimes, when it comes to making any kind of lifestyle change, if there's a sugar addiction, then um, it can be it can be difficult to make change. So that's right. one of the first things that we do is get people out of the cycle of sugar addiction so that they can think clearly. Right. They can get that mental clarity. And we also set up their um, outer resources. So like mm-hmm. we said, with the prepping and then getting right. your friends and your family involved. Right. That's a so, one. So let's, let's go back to this concept of the sugar challenge. And you said you're basically helping to balance out the blood, sh- blood sugar levels. And that um, compulsions that we have to eat more sweets is triggered by the sweets that you've already eaten. Oh, absolutely. So Sugar, basically you're saying it will, it will travel up to your brain and hit your <laughs> dopamine center and go bing, 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 more, wee, more. Wee, and your brain will go, yes, give me more, give me more. Right. And that will drive you to eat when you're not hungry. It will right. drive you to eat what you don't want to eat. And it can really kind of, uh, yeah, it can keep you stuck in that cycle. So, 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 so this is, so, so for those listening, there is this concept of, and again, where can they find information about your, the good decisions? What's the website? Uh, good decisions. And they can Keep buy the simple, book. People, yep, gooddecisions.com. And they can also find the book on Amazon. Well, there you go. And, and this is an encyclopedia of amazing information. So we're not going to talk a whole lot about the No Sugar Challenge. And, and, there, and then there's also these finally free workshops that are happening around the nation um, that, that can help you as well. And you and I are going to do a finally free workshop with our listening audience as I've gotten a little further through the process. We're going to bring some people in uh, to, t- to do it with me. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So. Week one, no sugar challenge and thinking about your outer resources and getting things set up. Week two is about these inner resources. And what I really want to focus on, again, you, you mentioned this concept of shifting, mm-hmm. being self-focused and taking control. Yeah. Tell us real quick. Um, the shift. Oh, I the love shift. the shift. It's, it's, yes. it's one of my favorite strategies. Um, so basically, you know, once uh, workshop two is all about empowerment. So that's where we set up the inner warrior, your mm-hmm. no thank you phrase and your emergency mantra. So these are things that you have in your back pocket. Yes. But two, the, the shift is there's a two part strategy. The yes. first part is so often we are so focused on ourselves, you know, um, what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. So the first part of the shift is shifting my focus from being focused on me to being mm-hmm. focused on somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is really valuable. Say when you go over to um, someone's house and, or a cocktail party mm-hmm. and all you can think about is the food, right? You're focused on me, mm-hmm. me. Oh, my, I don't want to eat. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want me, me, <laughs> me, right? Well, if you stop and you say, well, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to shift my focus to the people. And I'm going to find out what Tracy's up to. I want to know what's going on in her life. All of a sudden, the focus goes from me to you. All of a sudden, any discomfort that I have goes away. Mm. So that's part one of the shift is shifting your focus from being so focused on yourself and your experience to other people that are around you. The, the shift that. part two mm-hmm. is all about, and we've talked about this a little bit, shifting from the uh, lower energy emotions to the higher energy emotions. And I love this because I know you said you, you've done some Tony Robbins work as well. And when yeah, a lot about of this energy, is based on that, yeah. Right, and kind of the, the active um, 
like generating a physical response, an emotional response to a certain Yes. Generating at a higher vibration. Yeah. And we get addicted to feeling a certain way. You know, mm. people that are sad or people that um, are experiencing uh, certain levels of depression, uh, people that experience self-doubt on a regular mm-hmm. basis or they beat themselves up. Those are learned behaviors that they have. And so that's basically there. That's where they are. Mm. And so getting them to shift into a different aspect mm-hmm. of themselves. So, well, where would you like to go? What would you like to experience for you? Well, I would like to experience some joy or some gratitude or some love. All right. And we can choose. It's a choice. We Absolutely. choose. Yes. Loving our journey, living our dream. That is the title of my third book. I just changed it a few <laughs> weeks ago just because I've been loving my journey. And as I integrate and connect with other people, loving our journey, living our dream, that's about choices, choosing joy. Yeah. Regardless of what's happening in your outside environment, choosing yeah. joy. I love that. Which is important because sometimes we feel that we don't have a choice, but it's exactly. outside. of like, I don't have a choice. Happening. I don't have any control. Oh, did I mention that I was in a car accident right before Christmas? Did I mention that I was hit by a drunk driver? This is not a joke. This is serious. Um, yeah. Um, did I mention that my landlord, um, I'm in a battle with black toxic mold in my house where we've got thousands of dollars in debt. Did I mention those things? shenanigans but guess what throughout all the shenanigans guess who has been choosing joy you have i've been so delighted (laughs) at my response to each of the shenanigans and things that have happened in the past as well um choosing joy i'm loving my journey living my dreams you're shifting every every moment by moment shifting i love it Okay. Oh, my God. Is this time going by so fast? Oh, my goodness. But that's good. That's workshop two, pretty much right there. Yeah. (laughs) So the six human needs. Yeah. I love this. So we all have needs, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you talk about the six needs. Um, I'll just let you give us a quick overview of the six needs and what they are. Okay. So this was started by Abraham Maslow. And then Tony. Well, Maslow Maslow talks about the hierarchy of needs. needs. Yes. And so meaning meeting the the, the physical needs, et cetera, and then ending with self-actualization. Yes. And then Tony Robbins took it and he turned it into um, the the psychology, Mm. you know. So he kind of did his spin on it. And I like this version. Yeah. And so what I did is I when I was in one of his workshops, I realized that, oh, my gosh, we use these six human needs. We meet these with food, every single mm. one of them. So the first of the six human needs is certainty. Mm-hmm. And other words for certainty are like comfort, right, uh, right. safety, security. And so, um, you know, individuals who may have been abused physically or emotionally, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll put on the weight because they want to keep themselves safe and secure, right? Right. Um, sometimes we want to comfort and soothe ourselves, and we know we're certain that we can do that by eating certain foods. So that's the first of the. I thought, I thought it was so interesting when I when I was going through your workshop and reading this part about certainty. I, I like certainty. And then the next one is uncertainty. Yep, Variety. Yeah. So variety is the spice of life. And so um, just like we need to, to be certain that, you know, things are going to go well, mm-hmm. we like a little bit of excitement. And if our lives get really maybe bored or, or uh, we get bored with our lives, you know, and think about the majority of people, they get up, they go to work, they come home, they right. watch TV, they get up, they go to work, they come home, they watch TV. Right. It's boring. Yes. And so food can actually give us excitement. When I, when I was reading the one about certainty and uncertainty, you, you also talk at the end about paradox. The paradox is when you have yeah yeah so two, yeah two needs in conflict basically yeah two needs in conflict. So so um, it, let's just say that um, you're eating to um, to to be safe, right? Mm-hmm. You're you want to be safe and you want to be certain that you're going to be loved and you're going to be accepted. So 
you know, you're eating when you're not hungry because you don't want to hurt your hostess's feelings or something like that, or, right? Or like you said, it feels good. Or it feels, yeah, that could be too. And um, so, but then all of a sudden changing that and doing something new, you know, adding more variety to your life can put certainty at risk, right? All of a sudden it's like, ooh, I'm uncertain now. So if I'm, if I'm going to, you know, create more excitement in my life by saying no to my sister's cheesecake or I'm going to say, you know, or and it could be bungee jumping. It could right, be going right, for a walk. Right. It could be taking a dance class. Right. So someone who values certainty that needs to know that they're going to be safe and OK, all of a sudden, if they go out and they take this dance class and mm-hmm. they don't know that they're going to fall on their face or not, then they're like, no, I need to be safe. Screw mm-hmm. variety. I don't right. want variety. Right. Yeah. Now, what I loved about this, and I just had to pause at the first two of these human needs, and I think it's really important for people to think about this, is this line here is you, you talk about certainty. And you said all humans, obviously, we know, have a desire to, to, to for Feel certainty. Safe and Feel safe and secure, yeah. Many of us have such a strong desire to have certainty that we resist changes that would be very beneficial to our own well-being. Yeah. We often resist change because it's uncomfortable and unknown lifestyle changes is one of those. Yes. So that means if we're comfortable and we know how we're going to feel because we've been eating ice cream and cheeseburgers and french fries, this idea of now this no sugar challenge, you mean I have to like make other choices and not eat the things I've been eating and now I'm going to feel uncomfortable? Let's talk about that. Like how do you yeah. talk someone through that? Because again, to know that we, most of us want to be comfortable. We want to know the known next step. Yeah. So if I eat a lot of vegetables, we eat a lot of beans. Am I going to, am I going to have, you know, some abdominal, like talk about that because I think it was really interesting. Yeah. So when you're using food to meet your need for, Mm -hmm. for certainty, right. And then all of a sudden that certainty is taken away. Mm -hmm. So you're using food to, to soothe yourself and to comfort yourself Mm -hmm. and to make yourself feel secure. All of a sudden, if you take that away, but you don't give yourself a fulfilling alternative, a different way to meet that need in a more fulfilling way, then you'll just slip right back into those old habits and patterns. And that's very common. That's what a lot of people do Mm -hmm. because they're not aware. Oh, my gosh, I'm using food to meet my emotional need. I'm not feeding my physical body. I'm feeding my emotions. Yeah. So then, okay, what can I do now to comfort myself? Right. Can I can I just curl up with myself and just rock myself back and forth and say, I love me. I love me. I love me. You know, can you take a hot bath? Can you go for a walk? What are some things that you love to do as a child that maybe you're not doing now that could really give you that comfort and that security? I love this. So when you talk about the need for certainty, you say other words for certainty are comfort, security, safety, stability, feeling grounded, predictability, and protection. Yeah. Who doesn't want these things? Oh, we all do. And the, but the, so basically the, you're saying if you're using food to meet, to meet that particular emotional need, find fulfilling alternate alternatives. And yeah. I think that applies, obviously, that applies to all of these yes. needs, which is why I wanted to go a little deeper into this one because it's kind of an easy one for people mm-hmm. to, to get. Yeah. Right? We have 10 minutes left in the show. Okay. I'm so excited about this list. So we're going to go down the list and then we're going to move on. Okay. So certainty uncertainty yep significance okay uh well real real quick variety yes, totally. uh, variety i just want to touch on that yeah, that's when we eat variety. because we're bored you know well, how many people eat because they're bored absolutely yeah. huge. so if you're bored mm-hmm. then life is calling you towards something else so that's an opportunity to discover okay what else can i do uh, and, and, I and, and yeah. keep in mind people the reason we're taking the time to go through this conversation is because it's really the why in making a decision like why might you not be taking the action that you want to take knowing that it's the right thing to Mm -hmm. do 
why might you not be making good decisions most of the time? Mm-hmm. It might be because you're using food or alcohol or TV or video games or some other shenanigans, mm-hmm. right, yeah. to meet your emotional needs. How many times do you numb out on TV? or numb? I don't do video games and I barely watch TV, but it's a thing, yeah. right? It's a no-calorie thing, but yeah. it's a thing, right? Wine, not my thing, other substances that people use to kind of numb out. Mm-hmm. Right. We're saying think about whether or not you're using those things, whatever it might be, to soothe or to address other human needs of certainty mm-hmm. or uncertainty. Yep. I love this when you talk about um, how sugar tickles the dopamine. We know that. Yeah, yep, right. Yep. The, the, the ideas of pleasure and finding the fulfilling alternatives for that one as well. Mm-hmm. Next, we had the idea of um, significance. Significance, yeah. We all want to feel special. We all want to be needed and important. Yes. Quickly tell us um, a little bit more about significance. Okay, so uh, this is, um, we, we can use food to meet our need for significance in several ways. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of individuals who are overweight <clears throat> will use it as a part of their identity, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I, I don't care what people think about me. I'm happy with myself. I love myself just as I am. I'm yes. significant, right? So that's mm. one way. Mm-hmm. Um, another way um, people will use significance to meet their emotional needs is when they, um, oh gosh, they'll put other people down. I, I love ahead. that you have the know-it-all, the perfectionist, the competitor, the bully, the person who judges others harshly are all examples of what we do or become to gain significance. So there's positive and negative yeah. ways to gain significance. Yeah, and these are some of the negative ones, yeah. right, which I thought was really interesting. Then you said the quickest way to get significance is to have a problem that can't be solved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many of us do that, right? Well, well, weight I, loss I, is a problem. Well, if I've I, tried it over well, and over and I, over I, and I, over. I, I don't know. If you, I, on prior shows, I've talked about a, a, a youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my biggest fears was having children. I just thought, wow, what a major responsibility that is and so in the last year I had a friend who asked me to help his daughter and I did I brought her in I loved her up my just like she was my child I really wanted to help her because she was amazing I didn't know she had a drinking problem Mm. (laughs) now the pain that I experienced is now I'm trying to help someone with addiction I don't know anything about drinking or the whys but look at what you said here the quickest way to get significance is to have a problem that can't be solved what I discovered at the end of my journey, mm-hmm. at the, actually right before Christmas, as I got hit by a drunk driver and learned that she had been stealing keys from other people in her house, I was kind of down with my codependence on helping her mm-hmm. because you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped. And a lot of the time she would actually talk about this problem as something that couldn't be solved. Yeah, the victim mentality. Totally. Is, yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, again, I'm not a psychologist either. Clearly, I got my own problems. But I don't know how to help someone with mm-hmm. a drinking addiction. And what I realize is you can't help someone who doesn't want to be helped, number one. Mm-hmm. Right? That's true. So even when it comes to weight or whatever it might be, you have to decide you want to do these things. And now we're giving you tons of options to make a change. Mm-hmm. Love it. We got five mm-hmm. minutes, so I'm going to keep it okay. moving. Love and connection. Oh, yeah. We love and connect with each other over food all the oh, time. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Totally. Oh, whether it's a wedding, whether it's a funeral, whether it's a date, whether it's over to families for dinner. It's a Friday. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to get together with my girlfriends, and we would do a, uh, we'd have a cocktail, and then we would have an appetizer, and then we'd right. have the main course, and then we'd have the wine, and then we'd have the dessert, then we'd have the dessert wine. And, so, so you talk about yeah. finding fulfilling alternatives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, that. so, so what I had to do when mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, 
going through this process on my own, it was very uncomfortable to sit there because I used it to food to love and connect. Mm -hmm. So I felt very disconnected when I wasn't Mm. doing those things. And so that's when I used the shift to create, to shift my focus from being focused on me and my own discomfort of not Mm. having those things to my friends. What are you doing? What are your Mm. kids doing? What are you up to? Love and connection. I love it. It was a different way to find love and connection. I love it. The, the sixth is the fifth, sorry, is growth. Uh, growth, yes. The fifth need of uh, human psychology is growth. Yeah. Okay. And you said when we stop growing, we wither. We need to constantly develop intellectually, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so um, so many people, I think, don't uh, give themselves the opportunity to follow their intuition or their inner guidance and do something that's going to create some growth mm. for them. And this is one of the things that I really love about um, the the workshops is that that oh boy, people just grow leaps and bounds going doing this work. It's I, what I love about this too is you say here the first four needs are the needs of the personality. Mm-hmm. Say the first four needs again. Uh, certainty, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and love and connection. Needs of the personality. personality. The last two needs are needs of the spirit. spirit. So yeah. the spirit needs to grow. Oh. And I love this last one. This is really what my show and my life is all about is contribution. Let's yeah. spend our last few minutes talking about this need for contribution. And like I said, tell us how they can find you again before we before we end, because Mike's going to wrap us up in a few minutes. Okay. Gooddecisions.com. Gooddecisions.com. If you're interested in uh, finding a free. workshop uh, and, yes. and getting connected to an instructor near you, you can go to finallyfreeworkshops.com. Um, yeah. Free. Perfect. So now the, the sixth human need. Contribution. Contribution is the need to be go to go beyond your own needs and to give to others. Mm-hmm. Tell yeah. us more about that. Uh, well, this is really great. You know, if any of the listeners out there know of any of Tony Robbins stuff, he talks about this a lot. How, you know, when, uh, contrib- when you're contributing, it satisfies all of the mm-hmm. other human needs, right? Well, I love that. That's what I... Right? Contribution regulates all, regulates all of the other five needs. So yep. let's let's yeah. end with so you can you. be you can be certain that you're making a difference. It's got variety because you never know what's going to happen. It gives you significance. It also gives you love and connection and growth. Two minutes left. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So when you focus on something that's beyond yourself, something that's bigger than me, woohoo! <laughs> right? Yeah. When you do that, most of your problems and the sources of your your pain become less significant. You have here, if you're self-focused, your life will be self-centered. But if you're focused on others, your life becomes focused on growth and contribution. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. It's so, And we, and we can all contribute. Yeah. All of us. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. Oftentimes, I evolving your relationship with food right there, bada bing, wow. bada boom, can bada change. Bada bing, bada yeah. boom. So as we discussed, there are so many things that you and I are going to talk about. You you have agreed to coach me through this journey. We're going to end on a high. Mm-hmm. So you tell me how you would like to. Um, so you're going to come back. Yep. Weekly. We're sure. going to have a 15 minute break for the next six weeks. We've got one minute left. Um but when you're amazing, as you are, I wanted to give you the last minute. Is there any final words that you want people to, that you want to share with individuals around making good decisions most of the time? How can, how can our listening audience be finally free? You know, listening to your intuition, mm. uh, it, I would say that when you ask the question, am I hungry? If the answer is yes, then eat and pay attention to, you know, your eating experience. And when your satiation signal says stop, then stop at that point. And then if you're not hungry, ask the question, well, what is it that I'm really hungry for? I love it. If it's not about food, if you're thinking about making good decisions most of the time in general, 
Tap into your inner warrior. Tap into your inner superhero. We end our shows by saying, it's bigger than me, baby. And why not be finally free? All right. (laughs)